0: Bengals fans, this is it. This is our year. This is the year we are doing it. Finally, the curse is broken. The goat is in the house. Joe Burrow is at the helms. This is everything anybody that is a Bengals fan, supporter, has has been dreaming of. This is something that Cincinnati has not only needed, wanted, and prayed for, but this is something that we deserve. This is a Bengals year. The Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Mark my words. I'm, I'm saying it right now. It's going to be either Bengals 49ers, Bengals Green Bay. Um, I don't even know where to start on this podcast because there is so much to talk about, not only the end of the season, but where we are now, but obviously the very first playoff win in 31 years. Haven't done this since I've been alive. I have not been around to witness it. No text message has ever been sent until Saturday about the Bengals winning a playoff game. And finally, the monkey is off our backs. The curse is broken. Everything we need is here. We have what we need. This is, this is just an absolute elation. I know everybody sitting in the room with me right now is absolutely excited. And that leads me into to this. I'm Tanner. I'm, I'm voice of the jungle. We've got the entire crew here. Everybody, let's sound off. Let's go this way. Burns,
1: take it away. What up? It's b Dog. Who day? Finally. Woo!
2: Hey, what's going on? There? My name's John. I'm lucky enough to be a, a special guest for a second time. So,
1: Woo!
0: Uh, Absolutely. Thanks, thanks guy, a lot. JB.
2: Um, I'm old enough that I was living the last time they won a playoff game, but it's been so long, I almost cried when it happened.
0: Oh,
3: I'm surprised you didn't.
0: <laughs> Yep,
3: just uh... <laughs> There's three certain things in life Death, taxes, and Minnick's gonna forget to turn his mic on <laughs> Well, I don't
4: know, my, I think my mic was on I think I'm just too soft-spoken I don't have the uh, excellent movie theater voice that John does have over here But uh, yep, just wait a minute As my
3: Twitter handle goes <laughs> He's a simple guy, really Wait, actually, no, not so much Tyler? Man, who day? What up, y'all? It's Tyler. Uh, I think all that needs to be said, man, why not us? Why not us? 31 years, man. Why not us? It's fucking time.
0: Why not us? I think that's something that, that and I, I who was it, CJ Uzama coined the term why not us, and that's something that stuck. Believe is another thing that is stuck with the Bengals. If you're a Bengals fan.
3: Well, that's a Ted Lasso reference.
0: You know that we deserve this. It's something we've been waiting for, and that's that's obviously, like I said, there's a lot to talk about. But number one, I want to jump right into this minute. I want to hear from you. We were at the game, so so we we were all at the game, sitting in different sections. But but I want to go around. I want to hear everybody's take. Give give a two three minute. Give your, your thoughts. Give give the elation. Tell us what what you were feeling when it happened.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was just like you saw it happen in front of your eyes in, with, with the uh, Jermaine Pratt interception right there at the end. Actually, I was on the opposite side of the field at the other end zone when it happened, and we actually thought it was an incompletion, but either way it was ended up being a win for us Bengals. But I just remember just like Having like the, a moment of pure joy, like you just like look over at the person next to you and you just you don't even know who they are. I remember the guy sitting right to the right of me was like, "I'm not even a Bengals fan," and I and I, I was like almost about to be like, "Why are you even here?" But he was like so happy for us, and you know like I just looked over and I hugged him. Obviously I had to turn over and look at my dad wearing his uh, Super Bowl. AFC champions shirt from the 88-89 season when the Bengals last went to the Super Bowl, had to hug him because I knew it was a special moment for him because there was a long period of time there where people like him couldn't believe in Bengals under the Mike Brown ownership. Like, they they had seen a time where the Bengals were successful, and then they had seen a change in leadership, and they – they they didn't believe this was possible so it it was i think the greatest thing for me was it was almost like two different groups came together there was those who did believe before and then those like us who just been born into losing who'd never seen anything and then we finally had hope and then everything just coalesced and combined and we were all there for the same reason. We just we just wanted to see a playoff win and we got it. Like it was incredible. I was hugging random people walking out of the stadium.
3: Yep. I like the Minnick, I like the point you bring up about, you know, your dad being from the generation of a lot of people that, that, that thought, you know, this was never possible under the ownership, like you said. My dad was kind of in the same boat. Uh I don't know that my dad has ever been quite as big of a Bengals fan as Matt's dad per se. My dad never followed him to the Super Bowl and whatever, but was always a fan. I mean, born and raised in Cincinnati, always been a fan. And I, for the past, I mean, 10, 15 years now, I can remember even, you know, me being a kid and watching games and me getting excited about watching Ocho Cinco and, you know, my heroes back then. And my dad would have the game on, but he kind of was just not, just didn't seem to really care all that too much. And I just thought, you know, maybe he's not into that into football, which I know is not the case. And I've just seen over the years, you know, he'll, he'll watch all the games, but he just, he doesn't. Get into it. He's never bought into the hype. And it's because I know, and he's told me before, it's all these years of heartbreak. I mean, he told me 10 years ago, he was like, I've learned that it's easier on my psyche to just start rooting against him no matter how much I don't want to because I know it's disrespectful. It, it is. Ouch. But, but, disrespectful. But coming from, <laughs> from, from it, it, but you got to realize he's seen, you know, we weren't alive for the last playoff game. He saw it and he's seen the turmoil that's ensued since then. So I'm not going to say he's be right, a but real I real fan you gotta but, be a
0: fan no matter what so thick i can thin
3: i took my dad to the chiefs game a couple weeks ago and he told me that was the first bengals game that he has been to since paul brown stadium's inaugural season and he went then because he got some tickets through work and they were in a private box and he said they were feeding him hot cocoa with bourbon in it and what the what the hell hammered by the time he left but he hasn't been to a game since then and he 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 obviously i told him i was like hey would you want to go if i got tickets like if you get tickets i'm gonna go and he didn't seem he didn't act not excited but he didn't seem as excited as i was per se and then i get him to bengal jim's tailgate and he runs into some people he knows and starting to have a good time and then we go to the game and all of a sudden you know they're winning and it's an exciting game and by the end of that game by that last drive he's sitting there screaming let's fucking go joe and hooting hollering and jumping up and down and high high five people I've never seen him get that excited about the Bengals in my entire life. I've never seen it. And then just a couple days ago, this is actually the day of the playoff games. This is a couple hours before the game starts. He texted me, and he was like, I just, bought my, I just bought a Bengals hoodie. This is the first piece of Bengals gear that I've bought in 35 years. And I'm like, man, like, he really is. I was like, so you're really drinking the Kool-Aid, huh? And he finally, like, really, after all these years, become a believer again. And I understand, like... You can call it a fair-weathered fan, bandwagon, or whatever, jumping yeah. on. He'll be the first to admit. Yeah. He'll be the first to admit he's driving the bandwagon. Here's the thing. He spent all those years, and like, he even said to me, he was like, after 28 years of heartbreak, I'm ready to get hurt again, is what he finally – is what he told me after the game. After 28 years of heartbreak, I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> so did you call him right after the game? Uh, did, you, did you talk not to immediately, him? I did talk to him that night. Uh, he did text me, and I quote – because after the game ended, he was having a few. He started. He was at the house. He started celebrating. He was having a few. Uh, he was smoking cigars in the house, which he never does, but he was like, I'm not going out in the cold. I think he smoked three of them back to back. He was at the house celebrating. I could tell by his text he was drunk as hell. He told Rightfully me so. He told me, and I quote, If I ever have another son, I'm going to name him Joe Burrow Mixon Hubbard Bollinger. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even mad at you. Wow. So, so then
0: what are your thoughts? What did you think being at the game? Because I know we we weren't all sitting together. You know, you don't really have service in the game. Give me what's going through your mind. We we go into the stadium. The place
3: is electric. What's what's going through crazy. your head? And it's it's been crazy, man, because I've And there he is. We're gonna
0: take a brief pause. We'll be right back. Sorry for the brief intermission. We are back. We've got even more special guests in the house. People keep rolling in. This is an amazing, amazing time to be a Bengals fan. And I'm but,
5: the only one that's rocking. You fu- oh, fucking Bengals gear. The
0: only one rocking Bengals gear right now. That is, that is true. That is true. Welcome in, Dave.
3: Welcome in, brother.
5: Thank
0: you. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Oh. So, Tyler, wait, So where was your mind at?
3: So, man, I really think, and I've said this all year, if you go back to the, after the Jacksonville game, I said, I mean, this whole season, things at Paul Brown Stadium have felt different. For those of us that have been to games throughout the years, I mean, from top to bottom, the entire experience is uplifted. It feels fresh. I mean, the energy... I mean, I think the word you kept using, to describe it your, your word of the night Saturday was palpable. I think I heard you use it about 27 <laughs> times.
0: Yes. Very and, palpable. And,
3: and and Saturday more so than ever, man. I've never, obviously it was the highest attendance ever. I've never seen that police looking that packed out. The energy was great. Like like Minik said, I mean, just strangers hugging strangers. Just people in fucking, I'm, I'm sitting there in fucking tears. And there's just the people in front of me, behind me. I've never met these people in my life. And I'm hugging them like we're at a fucking funeral, bawling my eyes out. Like they're my best fucking friend right now. It, it, it's incredible, man. Like The whole city really coming together and just it, something like that's bigger than football. I mean, like I said, there is now of the six of us in the room, uh, there's only two of us here that have ever actually been alive to even see a playoff win. So it's just huh.
2: that uh, would you be think? you,
3: my friend. So, man, would you yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: just an incredible feeling, man? Just so blessed to be able to have been a part of that. Uh, I'll be honest, Saturday, uh, Taylor and I weren't feeling so great this weekend. So you woke I, up.
0: You woke I up. Felt, I was there. We went to brunch. You and it took a, it nap it it hit,
3: it, a nap. A nap before the game. At brunch, it hit me, man. So I did not feel well. So I was actually, uh, I only had a couple beers. I Actually, I had, I had two beers that day, I think. I wasn't drinking much. I was. I bundled up five layers. I was still freezing my dick off. But I, knew, none I of that, knew you were gonna come around drinking the Bengal juice. None of that, none of that stopped me from having a great time, man. There was no amount of feeling like shit and being cold was gonna stop the energy that was that was flowing through that stadium Saturday.
0: So I want to ask John, you were alive the last time we won a playoff game. You were watching it. Compare, give me your compare back then, what it felt like. Was it was it, you know, blase? Was it well yeah, you know, we we're, we're great, we're the Bengals before this lull, and then was it the same? What, what, what are your feelings on it?
2: That's a really good question. Um, it was polar opposite. Because, see, when they won their last game in 91, they were good. I mean, they had just gone to the Super Bowl seven years before, you know, so they had consistently been in the playoffs and winning games and doing really well. But then, I, so, like, you just, you don't think it's gonna be five, 10, 15, 20 years before you see that again. And so then, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years goes by. Really, any Bengals game that I've ever watched since then, I just kind of temper my expectations. Because, like, whether it's a regular season game or a playoff game, like five years ago, the whole thing with, with Tez and the fumble and all that, like, the meltdown. it's just, we were there. It's better for my heart to just not, to, to just be, if they win, great. If they lose, they're the Bengals, but I still love them. <laughs> and I mean it was just when they won, I mean it it was when something doesn't really happen that often, it's just kinda like Am I dreaming? Did right. they did they really just win a playoff game? I mean it was just kind of like I was numb but happy. Yep. You know, because yep. I mean yep. I mean I'm I was born in Columbus but I grew up in Cincinnati so I'm I'm a Buckeye fan I'm also a Bearcat fan and a Bengals fan you know and so Ohio State wins almost every game so great 42
3: 27 bud 42 27
2: <laughs> Oh jeez That's a different topic
0: for a different day <laughs> different topic for a
3: different day
2: <laughs> But but uh but yeah I mean it's just wow and I mean I was just so happy I mean I, I was it's nice because, I mean, they've had talent for years and years. I mean, they it's not like they don't have good players. Um, still don't understand how we only have one player in the Hall of Fame, but different conversation oh, as well, I guess.
0: I think somebody in the uh, facts.
3: It, it kind of goes back to what I mentioned before about how, I'm again, let me, let, me, let me preface with I'm not saying this is something I necessarily wholeheartedly believe. I've never considered myself to be too, too much of a conspiracy theorist, but let's just say what if, just if, I mean, you see, there's a ton of bullshit calls. And we can get, I mean, that's beside the point. We can get into that. But let's just say, you know, we get into, there's the third and 15 conversion to Chase on the five-yard line. Burrow gets his shit rocked. And then the phantom timeout call that not only let Burrow get hit for nothing, but, you know, basically kept us from scoring a touchdown. Or there's the whole bullshit whistle being blown. Or the roughing the passer call. I mean, there's a whole myriad of things you can say. But let's just say, like I mentioned before we started, what if there really is some some conspiracy against this team? What if the media doesn't want us to win? What if it really comes down to I the don't re- think I do. obviously the refs can't throw a game too blatantly, but they can help push the needle into the direction they want. I mean what if the what if the narrative really is, you know, the powers that be do not want this team to be successful because they want to be able to keep us down and have us talk shit about. I mean there's always gotta be that. There's always gotta be the laughing stock. And what if the the powers that be don't want to let us in the club?
0: I don't think I do, but but hold on. I wanna, but it goes back to why
3: we only have one player in the Hall of Fame.
0: But hold on, hold on. Before we before we jump before we jump into that, I want to I want to hear John, John John finish what you were saying because was it or was it not palpable? Was it? I mean, was it a palpable win? What describe? You're you're at home. You said you were watching it at home, right? What. What went through your head? Was it like you said? Was it? It didn't feel like it was real, but at the same time, it was the Bengals.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it, it's really hard to even put into words, you know, because I'd been a fan since I was five, which is when we moved to Cincinnati, and after so long of them not being relevant, you know, we were kind of lumped in with like the Lions, the Browns, maybe one Jaguars. or two other teams, Jaguars, Jets. You know, and it's how are we so bad when we can get coaches from the same places as everybody else? We get players from the same colleges as everybody else, free agents, whatever. And then it just finally came together. You know, I mean, we've had how many coaches since Sam White, who was the coach when they won um, that last playoff game. Um, And I just think, and I don't know, I mean, I I think Zach Taylor is is a good coach. Um, Perhaps maybe Mike Brown has given him a little more room than maybe some of the other coaches. Mm -hmm. Don't know the answer to that. And then Joe Burrow. I mean, if they keep him upright and we don't get stupid penalties and we get touchdowns instead of field goals, I don't know why we can't win every game we play. And I think that they did two out of those three things on Saturday. They didn't get touchdowns instead of field goals because if, if one of those field goals turns into a touchdown, that last drive that the raiders have they would have had to score get the extra point recover the onside kick and get a touchdown and score again and so yep. that last yep. drive that they had as a bengal's fan would have been much easier to deal with oh man <laughs>
3: eloquently per- cats true eloquently pie per- like, I, I was saying before the whole game obviously i didn't want to sit there and be like yeah we're going to win but you know we we seemed to be pretty much the scoreboard didn't reflect how in control of that game we were throughout the true. first three quarters i think yeah. is a fair assessment so i think the even though the scoreboard doesn't reflect us blowing them out the feeling amongst the people there is we have this in the bag this is under control. Just win, don't fuck up. and we, wins. we don't fuck up. And we have this under control until all of a sudden the second half of the fourth quarter. And now I'm sitting here watching and I felt like
1: the Trey Hendrickson injury changed everything. It did.
3: You guys ever seen, I believe obviously it's, you know, my, my Wolverines, but there's the, there's the shot of the, the Michigan fan when they lost to Michigan state years ago. And the okay. kid's just sitting there grabbing his head with this look of disbelief on his face. And it's become a meme. And that's how I felt. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, Oh my God, we are really going to let this game slip between our fingers. It's going to be Jeremy Hill all over again.
1: No, no, no. So, Brennan, I was Brennan sitting there thinking, what did you think? What well, you? when I was going in the stadium, when I was walking in, I was thinking about the curse of Bo Jackson. It's coming full circle. We're playing the Raiders. It's, it's destiny. We have the Ohio boy coming to save us, Joe Burrow. He's going to be our lord and savior. It's Ohio. It's destiny. We're going to beat... Jackson's team end the curse go to the Super Bowl and ride the Ohio boy. I went in there thinking that and then i s and then I started remembering when you and I were at the the Steelers game like how we were the meltdown we, we felt the jubilation two minutes left and then the meltdown but I knew that this team was different like i the stadium was feeling tense you could tell everyone was thinking oh no, here we go again. But then at the same time, I was I just kept saying this team is different, and then we made the final big play. The game is determined by big moments, and Joe Burrow had every big moment in that game, and then the defense yep. came up with the final one. It the whole and we were in control of the game. The field goals instead of touchdowns kept it close, and then the Trey Hendricks the Trey Hendrickson injury changed everything because then Carr had all day to throw in the second half and it changed yeah. everything so I I mean I think Ogan Joby going down had a big part of that too
0: yep
3: yeah Hendrickson's back unfortunately Ogan Joby's not going to be back and I'm seeing a lot of talk of him mean, he was on a one-year prove-it deal and I think he did I'm not sure I mean obviously I don't know what's going to go on behind behind closed doors I'm not convinced the team is going to be willing to pay him as much as somebody else might be after this one prove it year of his. So as much as I don't want to see it happen, I would not be surprised if we don't see Larry Ogunjobe in a Bengals uniform again. And if that is all she wrote, thank you for helping us get this far, man. Cause it took yep. every single one of us. Yep. It took every single player on this team to get us to where we are. And if that's all she wrote and thank you.
0: So I want to bring it home, Dave, Dave, your thoughts, I want. I want to hear where where were you, what were you thinking? You were obviously alive last time the Bengals won.
5: DZ Sleazy here, all right. DZ Sleazy. So what I gotta say about this shit is, first off, when we beat the Chiefs, that was the the turning point of our whole season. We once we beat them. We knew that this shit was going to work, that we had a chance to actually make a run in the playoffs. And one thing I have to shout out to uh, Travis Kelsey, don't ever do UC in a KC uniform. Don't ever do that. Don't, no, not on our home turf. You can't, no, no, no. Don't do that. Okay, further on, further moving from, forward into uh i was so proud of our boys um last week um i felt like going into this game i felt we had the edge we had what it took uh i thought our coaching was we were going to be able to out coach uh the raiders i mean shit they had john gruden (laughs) Huh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa you know, we all know what happened with that. So no no no. I felt like we were gonna be able to come in and win that game. And that's not a problem. Uh and it wasn't. And I thought we played just as good as we needed to. We we did exactly what we needed to do to win that game. That turnover at the end sealed it. And just reverse, it Sealed it. Right. We took that away from them, not even giving them a chance to come back. Um, Looking forward, though, Tennessee, come on. We beat them last year with a healthy Henry. We beat them last year. We can do this again. Um, And then I'm going to move forward a little bit more because I want to talk about ownership. I want to talk about management of our squad. I really think that Mike Brown – Mike Brown doesn't have shit to do with anything. I think he's laid up in some fucking uh, hospital bed in his own house, <laughs> and he's just chilling. He's letting Katie, he's letting Katie, he's letting um, uh, uh, Zach Taylor actually make the moves that we need to make. And I think it's 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 been very important. I think so, there's people coming on that are going to be even better.
0: So, what do you think about Zach Taylor? giving mike brown the game ball and in 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 his speech he said i've never seen an owner be at every single practice every single game day in day out as much as that old bag of bones is there he's there i mean
5: he's there he's there and i think it's incredibly important um, I think it it, it it shows the amount of respect that not only Zach Taylor has for the ownership, for management, also for the whole team in itself. Like, it's he it's it's, it's a team-represented game ball to Mike Brown. It's, it yes. is what it yes. is. Yes, that was really cool. And I thought – and actually, uh, when he went to Mount Lookout Tavern yep. and gave a game ball that was actually – Stolen. Oh, yes, it, it got. They returned it today. They returned it today. It was returned. But so that is so that just shows you. I mean, look, we've had uh, problems with Mike Brown in the past. As as a uh, as Bengals fan, hardcore motherfucking Bengals fans that we are. We all, hate Mike Brown. S- yes, but. Uh,
0: we did hate Mike
5: Brown. Hate we did. We did hate Mike Brown. We
0: did hate Mike Brown. I think. Right. I think right now, and anybody sitting. I'm in I'm gonna this room, say
3: that I didn't. What, you're one of the minorities. So. That's so, Matt. I want to call. I want to call bullshit right now because no. I remember years no. ago.
4: No, because I will fully admit that I was of the school of thought with older Bengals fans that I did for the, God time, God for the longest God time.
0: For the longest time. So. So. But here's the thing. So. Being, being a Bengals fan, they, they, and you may not have hated Mike Brown. I know for a fact I have hated Mike Brown. There's there's like no, a 100. WCPO screaming him out, Mike Brown. Why are you doing But that? given everything we've seen from the days of him bringing McDonald's to give the players during practice, he used to do that. That was a thing. He would show up with 100 cheeseburgers and hamburgers and fries ask, and hey, feed Chad. That's a five-star players. meal. It, well, it never left with Chad. But – going from Whatever. that era and it, and it goes into what John and Dave said is it's a totally different team a
5: totally different
0: so, so my thing here is that was like a couple years
5: ago
4: with with Mike Brown I since I was born in the last decade and all I saw was losing and losing and losing and then we would win we would lose first playoff game after first playoff game after first playoff game, first playoff game. i grew to hate the man I grew. But you were to also hate. probably
3: conditioned to hate him as
2: well. We also I hated I Marvin. It. Yeah, a lot I mean, of it. We are. I mean, we all were. We I mean, all were, we were
4: indoctrinated. Call it what you will. Man. Conditioning. Whatever. Whatever born, it was. Born into it. Resentment after years of unsuccess. No success. That. That's what I was. No would care success. For us. resentment after years of no success because because ultimately what are you you're you're not what the regular season says you're you're what the postseason says the regular season doesn't count for anything other than getting to the postseason yes so for me After being numbed over years and years and years, I felt that the only way that we were going to win is once Mike Brown got replaced. But the sole and single reason that I changed my mind was I was listening to a radio broadcast on the way home two years ago in uh, Tim McGee, a former Bengal comes onto the air he's on he's on the station quite frequently he's a he's a former wide receiver for the cincinnati Bengals, and he talks about the moment when he had a major injury and mike brown comes to see him in the hospital bed and he talks about how you know there there's nobody else in any organization that cares that much about football that that's his, nobody, only nobody, his only business. Nobody business. Nobody cares.
0: There for football. He, that's you
4: it. can you can almost like you can also almost sense from the way he's talking about him that he's he's just trying to live up to his dad's dream of what his team was supposed to be, even though his dad's not around. to Be there, but his dad changed to see them succeed. football. His dad, his, his dad did. His and dad who, who's, is, to say, who's to say? Who's to say in these waning years of Mike Brown that? Him, we him see. and his family are not here to change football. He doesn't get the sole credit of it. We'll, but my my point being is that he, he would talk about Mike Brown, about how he'd be there in the in the box, be there to pick up his family members from the airport to come see the Bengals in the box every single week. He'd be there every single week making sure they were doing all right. I mean, some here's obviously they're not. And either way, he's there to check on the team's status check check on checking on them to see you know like what do we need what do we need oh to be God. successful he cares and the well, thing is sometimes i feel like he cares too much which i feel yes. like i'm i vict- i'm a victim of doing that i care too much about people i care too much about me about yeah i care too much about you too dang but but my point my point being is sometimes he keeps around people longer than he should and you know what I'm winding down to here is like, you know, we we might have kept Marvin Lewis around oh. here for for longer than we should have, but we also kept Zach Taylor around.
1: Good.
0: But see here's the thing. And this is something that was instilled from Paul Brown. Was Mike boys Paul Brown has the reputation in in Dave and John, correct me if I'm wrong, in, in this story maybe maybe out of there, but the story that I've heard is that when Mike Brown was younger Mike Brown was younger, Paul Brown was coaching the team, that he would come back on bus rides and see his dad fire players on the bus before they got home. And Mike Brown was the one that said, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to give a second chance to these players, which is why we get players like Pac-Man Jones, which is why we get players like Montez Perfect. And in although You know, we we, they may cause meltdowns, and and it may not be the team that we have now. But but he is known as being a compassionate coach.
5: Yes, I think that
1: actually take a mic. You have to give Mike Brown credit though, because when a player's worth the money, he is never afraid to pay one of his own. We always give our players top dollars. Andrew Whitworth. To be honest, new new players. Uh, He's not a average.
0: New players.
1: No, well, Whitworth is a strange scenario because not the average player can play successfully thirty-seven to forty. He's one of anomaly. Yeah.
3: And he could be a captain on
1: this team right now. When Burr's contract comes up, no hesitation. He'll pay him $40 million a year. Whatever it well, takes. It doesn't uh, matter. So.
5: I'm more worried about the contract. If if we win against Tennessee this year, when? if we beat the Titans, when and then if we get to the AFC, uh, I'm worried about what's going to happen with Zach Taylor. I'm worried about what's going to happen in the front office. Are we Are we going – Zach Taylor is going to become a five-star head coach. He's going to be sought after. People are going
0: to pay him. But he I a guy, he's a guy that fits in Cincinnati. He's a guy that likes Cincinnati. I agree. I see him here long term. So, I and think especially, so, especially and especially with Mike Brown. We saw the tenure of Marvin Lewis, and this is the question
5: what, I want to to. How long was that guy here? Like uh, seven, but, six, but 12 years? Nobody seasons. would ever
1: leave the this 16. Bengals core is the best in the NFL. We're best. He's best suited here for long term success. Yes, we have so many young generational talents. I totally agree.
0: So, and this is something <laughs> that uh, we're, we're brushing on coaching, and this is something I specifically want to hear from John and Dave on is. You guys have seen, you know, Sam Marvin. This is—we are finally in a new generation of coaches. This is a totally different
5: Bengals coaching style from uh, Sam White. Uh, Man, (laughs) we don't live in Cleveland, bitches. We don't live in Cleveland. (laughs) This is Cincinnati. He just died recently, and that was a sad thing to see for Cleveland. Or, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, it was sad for Cleveland because they hated him too. <laughs> but for Cincinnati, like, that was a sad day. Um, he was one of our best. And coming from old school, if you want to talk old school, yes. yes yeah. Going to two Super Bowls in the 80s was absolutely amazing. And Sam White did it the right way and he had a great team around him uh we should have two uh vince lombardi trophies sitting downtown somewhere except for one man john candy john candy You've heard the John Candy story. John Candy. John Candy. Yes, definitely. John
0: Candy is the reason we did not win the 88-89 Super Bowl. (laughs) What?
5: He lost – when playing trains and automobiles, like, he lost our playbook? Is that what happened?
0: No. So you have not heard the story. John, have you heard the story? I have, but I forget it. So the story is that the 88-89 Super Bowl comes down to the last play. We know this. comes down to the last play. 49ers have the ball. As you can imagine, it is as tense. I mean, you could shove a shove a piece of coal up any of those players' ass and get a diamond. It comes down to the final final minutes. <laughs> Joe, Montana. Joe Montana. Joe Montana comes into the huddle That's with the 49ers. Funny. They have 90, 90 fucking yards to go. They have. Oh, I face. thought he said John Candy. So no, he, John. So John Candy. points to so, the
3: is that, is that So
0: so Joe Montana goes. Look, guys. Hey, isn't that John Candy sitting front row? You know, Uncle Buck is sitting front row here, and it breaks. It breaks the tension. It does something. It it relaxes them. It gives them that Joe Burrow swagger, and it and it Joe brings Montana, to life. And they're able to go ninety yards. Joe Montana swagger, and they win the they win the Super Bowl. I'm saying Joe Burrow swagger. He's got the swagger. Well, he actually, is the
5: swagger. So yes, yeah, and I'm I'm agreeing with you 100 percent because I think that Joe Burrow actually has the Joe Montana swagger yeah, he's got of better being able to being able better, to go out there, better day. passer rating like whatever dude this, it's just football well <laughs> I'm really good at this let's just go do this today <laughs> and he's like no big deal <laughs> right yeah, yeah. no big deal to go beat the fucking chiefs so so no and I want to hear from John
0: coming from the Sam white coming through Marvin and now to Zach Taylor coaching what did you see back then to what we see now?
2: Who who invited the Peanut Gallery? What <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> you, <laughs> <me>, you know? <laughs> I've lived in Cincinnati since nineteen eighty five. Don't I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so so what is it? So what was it like coming in?
0: I mean, eighty-five, you Sam Weich, what
2: what is that like seeing it? So here's the thing with, with Sam Weich that I think was very different than maybe any other coach since him that Cincinnati has had. Sam Weich was a football coach. Like, I was disappointed when they didn't hire Mike Zimmer. Like, I don't know yes. if you remember. Yes. When uh, when they did Hard Knocks, he was he was an yeah. assistant on one yeah. or both of those seasons. Just a militant. Every other word is a cuss word. Dip in his mouth. You know what the fuck are you doing? That's what the Bengals need. But I feel like, and so the coach that they had when they won the first or went to the first Super Bowl was Forrest Gregg who was an ex-Green Bay Packer offensive lineman back in, like, the Bart Starr era. Like, that kind of a football coach. And I feel like most of the coaches that Mike Brown has hired um, are yes men. You know, like a Marvin Lewis. You know, it's – he's going to do whatever
0: You're gonna tote the company Mike on. Brown
2: tells him to do. Which, I mean, I know you want to do what your boss tells you, but – see, Mike Brown's never been a coach, you know, and I think, you know, his dad was a legendary coach. Yes. Mike Brown just inherited his dad's business. And I think that anytime you own a business, it can be hard to kind of let somebody else. And I think that's kind of the thing that Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson ran into, you know, Jim, Jerry Jones, billionaire owner hires his buddy to coach. And I think he wanted more control, you know, He's always around Jerry Jones. And I guess to kind of cut it short is just I think that all the coaches he's had have been okay, but I feel like they maybe not had as much control as maybe they should have. And maybe he hired a personality that he was looking for. And so I don't know if it's as much as Zach Taylor being so much better than everybody who's come before him. Or maybe Mike Brown is starting to let people have more control and kind of sit back. So
0: then let me ask you this. Do you think Zach Taylor is the coach that came in and said, do you think Mike Brown hired a coach that he said, look, the reins are yours, I'm giving you this team, I'll be here to support you 100%, this is your team, you run it? Or do you think that he hired Zach Taylor thinking, hey, you know, I can still kind of call the shots and still kind of – because.'" I know, in, in Burns was a diehard Zach Taylor hater, but do you think this is either the opening of Mike Brown or a giant pair of balls on Zach Taylor?
2: I think, obviously, just my personal opinion. I think that maybe going in, he hired a a young, a young guy, um, maybe somebody that he thought you know he could kind of you know kinda make mold. make make do whatever he wanted, and then maybe. Maybe a little bit of both, maybe a little bit of that. But then also Zach Taylor being like, you know, hey, I'm young. He's like 35, 36, 37, whatever he is. It's a a chance to be a head coach, put it on my resume. I'll do the very best that I can. And, you know, maybe they're kind of surprising each other. Maybe it's a good mix of both.
1: I I like that. I I think he was obviously hired because he was a young guy, eager for his first head coaching role. And the reason he's had success, it's real easy. Joe Burrow's just different. And if you got the best player on the field with Joe Burrow, every time you play, your record is going to be good. And once he he struggled, Burrow's, when he he had Dalton, you saw how Taylor was. It's
5: Burrow, not Burrow's. I'm well aware of that. Problem um, in o- Ohio, Cincinnati especially. People seem to put s's on things that don't need s's. They, they <laughs> like crows.
0: They say uh-huh. anybody over thirty calls him Burrows, anybody under thirty calls him Burrow. <laughs> well, it's a it's
5: name thing. My dad, and it's a my Cincinnati. dad still says
3: Joe Nixon, and Joe I can't, Nixon. I can't, I can't beat it through his head that it's Nixon and not Nixon. He just doesn't get it. It's fine.
5: Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
3: What, what, what do, do you mean? It's not Joe Mixon? Mixon. Oh,
0: so, okay. Joe Mixer? So, I want to take this conversation and kind of turn it into, you know, we, we've, talked, we've talked about the coaching. We've talked about, you know, where the Bengals were, what the Bengals are going to do. We've talked about all of that. I want to change this conversation. I want to talk about what the Bengals have to do this weekend because every single one of us here, we're elated. This is. There's not a person sitting in this room that that wasn't absolutely going crazy Saturday night, thinking, "Holy shit, we did it!"
3: It's palpable. We.
0: we it's palpable. You can feel it. You can taste it. It's palpable. It's in your mouth. It's in your hands. Synergy. It is, it's as palpable as you can get, and and we we kind of forget. And I'm I'm absolutely a part of this. it, it, it kind of feels like we won the Super Bowl. Like, like you, you almost feel like, guys, we did it. Like, this is it. No,
3: like, no, no, no. And, no, and no. you look at it because, go like the Bengals themselves Joe said online, Burrows. one, not done.
0: And that's what I love about Joe Burrow. We're not done. So that leads me to this topic. Let's talk about this coming week. We are playing the Titans in the divisional round of the Big playoffs. Dub. Big dub. Big first dub. time in my lifetime, first time in 31
3: years. We are moving on. Let me be the one to say this, and I, I, I'm usually not this guy. Like I said, going into the Raiders game, I'm, I wanted to believe we're going to win, but I'm not the one sitting there like, oh, yeah, there's, they can't hang with us. They can't touch us. I understand the Titans are the number one seed in the AFC, but if we can beat Kansas City, I think, well, first of all, I think, and I've been saying this for a couple weeks now, when when this team play when this team is firing on all cylinders when every single man through every single positional group does their job I'm not going to say we're unbeatable but there is not a team out there that that we can't hang with and I firmly believe that so going into this Tennessee game man honestly I know they're the number one seed in the AFC of the entire AFC, teams in the AFC even the ones eliminated in the playoffs I mean I would have I'd rather play Tennessee than have played New England I'd rather play Tennessee than have played Pittsburgh Wouldn't I'd rather-, you
5: rather go to Buffalo.
3: I don't want to go to Buffalo.
5: So we're kind of happy with where we're That's at. That's what I'm
3: saying. Tennessee, I think, is our best chance of winning against anybody that made the play. I think even with Derrick Henry back, we were talking about this before we started. I mean, obviously, he is he's a big deal, man. He's a game changer. But we saw what happened. We played them last year with a healthy we Derrick Henry. And we're, we're a better team today than we were then by, by leaps and bounds. They
4: are, they are, too, though. They are. We, but, we, we, we can't, can't play forget play that. Play they have at, a top ten play defense. Play
3: They may have a top-ten defense. Their secondary is suspect. Like Byrne said, they have the 31st-ranked secondary in the league. I think if we can score early and often and take advantage of that weak secondary and beat them over the top, which we obviously have the athletic freak shows on the outside to be able to do so quickly and easily, we get up a couple scores, and all of a sudden now Derrick Henry can't be the focal point. Force Ryan Tannehill to make plays. Force Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball. And with the way our secondary has been playing, I don't think... I'm to think I had high hopes for Ryan Tannehill. I drafted him as my fantasy quarterback, and I'm like, man, you know, AJ Brown. He's got Julio coming in. I think Julio's washed. I'm not going to say he's no good, but he's certainly not the Julio. He's of definitely
4: old. A, more along the lines of what AJ Green is. 100. Well, and
3: he's that's not, he, he, he's not, he, not primary, and he's, he's not, not a game breaker. Target. So if you force Tannehill and AJ Brown to carry the workload, I don't think Tannehill's capable. I think he's going to fall under pressure. They have, I think they're dead last in, in uh, passes over 20 yards. I mean, they don't really have a great long game.
4: Well, and then you know what else is great about them? We Joe Burrow might have been the regular season most sacked quarterback, but that has a lot to do with the fact that he extends plays. You know who the second most sacked quarterback in the regular season
5: was? Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill.
4: Because I, that I, offensive line is used to pushing forward because they're used to the run game.
5: Okay, so, uh, so this is something I have to say So about. we
4: have, before I finish, we, we have – the Bengals' single-season leading sack leader this season in Trey Hendrickson, probably the best free agency signing of
3: Bengals history. Every free like, agency it, signing of last our, year, everyone was like, I don't know about this one. I don't know about that one." I, man,
4: I'll be the first to say that I doubted. And when 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 the proof came to the pudding, when the proof came to the pudding, he got 14 sacks with. A defensive line that was maybe just as solid, maybe not just as solid as what the Saints had last year when he was with them when he got 10 sacks. And we are getting this man back in our second playoff game despite concussion protocol. Um, And then the other thing that I wanted to point out is we have a a lot of uh, uncertainty facing us with the defensive line injuries. Um, and this is this is one thing that I wanted to point out because, you know, obviously we're not getting Larry Ogunjobi back. Um, Mike Daniels is going to be out. Um, I think both of those guys are going to be on injured reserve. Um, but a guy that a lot of people overlook is going to be B.J. Hill. Um, and I, I'm going to go ahead and quote Joe Goodberry on this. i um, a huge Bengals fan. Um, he, he shared this tweet last night. Uh, B.J. Hill had – the fourth lowest missed tackle per percentage, 2.2% among inside defensive linemen this year. Pass rush productivity ranks 19th of 48 qualifying in defensive, inside defensive linemen. That matters less. We got Trey Hendrickson and mm-hmm. Sam Hubbard on the edges. I'm not worried about the pressure coming from the inside. Um, here, here's the big key point um, to this game. His pro football focus run defense grade, which I know you're a big believer in, Brendan, is that uh, he has a grade of 68.9, and he ranks 16th of 94 qualifying inside defensive linemen. Um, And then also is 10.7% run stop percentage, ranks 7th of 94 inside defensive linemen. And he was a former third-round pick in 2018. So th- this is a guy who, who's a backup. This is probably going to be a guy who's, who starts in this game. And it's like, you know, for Bengals fans out here, including myself, who are really nervous of the injuries that have occurred on our defensive line, I think we should rest assured that if we're able to beat Tennessee last year, 31-20, to 20, I believe it was, with a team that was half decrepit, a team that was not fully in Zach Taylor's vision quite just yet, then I think that...
3: And certainly that wasn't coming off of a historic playoff win at that.
4: Correct. And I think that we should be correct to say, why not us for the AFC Championship?
5: Why not? All right, Matt, uh, real quick, though. Uh, so there's a bunch of talk about maybe Gino Atkins maybe re-signing. He's not coming and back. I, I don't think he is either. Like, I, I don't think it's a thing. But it was interesting for a moment. Oh, yeah. uh, but did I I believe we just signed off of Arizona's practice squad. Uh, and I think the only reason he was on there was because of injury. Jeff hill or somebody like we just signed him today to uh, to uh help back up our our defense a little bit um i think that's a smart uh it, it's 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 forward thinking when it comes from our organization our front office type shit to like like let's really look at this and see what we really need to do to move forward in the playoffs and to make things happen um And, dude, if you're hiring anybody off of Arizona's practice squad, I think you're doing okay. Maybe he's not ready to be on the field like this week, but, shit, maybe he's ready for AFC championship game. Man. You know, maybe he's ready for it.
3: You know what just occurred to me, and I can't believe it didn't occur to me any sooner than just now? Obviously, I mean, I know Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt. We're not obviously defensive lines kind of a bigger need than than at than linebacker. But it just occurred to me, Will Compton's a free agent again. The Raiders released him about what, two, three weeks ago now. Why have we not got in on signing Will Compton? That man, that kid was a prodigy in his first couple years in Tennessee. That's true. And I, even better, Tennessee, and then and then ended up in uh, was it Vegas? Who did we just beat? Vegas where he Lousy. played the majority of his career, Tennessee. I feel like it's way too fitting for us to not bring Will Compton in.
0: I, 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 we did not sign um, Doug th- Costin for Miami.
1: Does anybody know? Love and honor. Love and honor, baby. When we played Tennessee, was DJ Reader hurt when we beat them last year, or was he there? Uh, yeah. because, because if he was hurt, like, everybody's talking about getting – Uh, Derrick Henry back, DJ Reader is an absolute monster at stopping the run. That is a huge difference from last year. We still beat them last year.
5: I hugely agree with you, but also um, the fact that Derrick Henry is just now coming off of injury. So, how much are they really going to use him? How, like, DJ are, is Reader he did not full play. on 100%? Oh, that's news. Or is he going to actually, are they going to limit his carries? Are they going to limit um, his. They
1: said, uh, Brabel actually said today, um, Expect a heavy dose of Henry at least twenty carries. So they're yeah, they're not, they're not back snap back counting Derrick Henry, I, I no think, way. I think they know they
3: held him well, up. They held him back all this time to need him when when he was ready to right. go. And they the, didn't do all that to have him on a snap count the first time well, they use him. Well, the reason they're bringing all him back
1: Vrabel said he thinks the key to beating the Bengals is keeping Burrow off the field, which he's right. <laughs> yeah, and the way you do that is that you hand your best player the ball thirty times. Like I. That's why DJ. if DJ Reader plays awesome, we win. No question.
5: I so agree. Um, and I also think that the fact that uh, Hendrickson was in full pads today, practicing full on, no. I'm really wondering if they kind of like
3: pushed him through concussion protocol.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do, actually. I
3: think they might have. I'm not please mad about it.
5: Do. We To stop Henry, we need to have our best – of our best,
3: and, yeah, and I think we're losing losing Ogunjobi is going to hurt this week. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. That's going to be. It's. It, it's yeah, gonna hurt.
5: that's going to hurt on on uh, on that side of the line. D the DL, but we need our linebackers and our uh, defensive backs and our corners to step the fuck up. Yeah, we
3: need Logan Wilson playing the way he was the first Logan five Logan weeks Wilson, of the season.
5: I like, think he's uh, the best signing of our our uh, of the year. I think for a free agency, in my opinion. Logan Wilson was, was he a free th- agent.
3: He
0: yes.
5: was not. No, yeah, he wasn't.
3: we drafted Logan Wilson. I'm
5: pretty sure he was. No, we, dra- yeah, we, we drafted, drafted, drafted Logan Wilson. We drafted. My bad, then. So, um,
4: one of the things I was going to say is I think that key to this game, and um, what a lot of people probably won't think of, is I think that Uh, The safeties are going to play a huge part I think it's going to come down to a lot of uh, Von Bell or uh, Jesse Bates helping Out with the run game Because I think we're going to be forced to play a lot of single High safety and we're going to have to Have them help out towards the line of scrimmage To uh, to Well to help bring Down Derrick Henry and I I mean just Like honestly there's no stopping Derrick Henry we're just going to have to slow him down
3: You don't stop a guy like that unless he gets fucking hurt. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to wish that on anybody. Actually,
5: no. I think we did it last year. We we slowed down Derrick Henry last year. As I say, you and don't stop. You can him. slow
3: down. There's no stopping someone like him. There's only slowing him down. Which is why I said I think I think our best bet to slow him down is to remove him from the equation. And to do that, we need to go up early. We no need,
5: no red tags, dude. No, no red dots. No bullshit no, 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 field no.
3: goals when it should be touchdowns. We need. I mean, we need every time we get the ball, we need to score a touchdown. We need to put the pressure on him and make. Tannehill beat us because I don't think that he can.
1: There's another advantage that I wanted to touch on real quick and it's that Zach Taylor when he was at Miami he directly developed Tannehill so that does not hurt. He knows his tendencies he worked with him every day. He knows his bad habits. He knows what you can trick him into. As a college player though. No. No. With the Miami Dolphins. Oh, with Miami yeah. Dolphins. So let's oh. let's let's trick. Okay. Let's trick him into a couple turnovers after we make him throw when we have a lead and they can't run it with Henry anymore. I think that's the key to the game.
5: I'm not sure that Ryan Tannehill needs to actually be tricked into throwing the ball away. Uh, he does it on his own.
3: Well, here's here's the one thing I will say that this team, you know. Say, what you all about the defense, and and overall, I think we're all pretty happy with the way the defense has played overall this year. In the secondary, I mean, talk about free agent signings, man. People were very skeptical of Eli Apple early on. I think he's earned his stripes 100%. Uh, Chidobe Awuzie, man, I knew that that was going to be a big deal. I watched that kid in college in Dallas, and he's panned out 100%. The secondary is stout. Obviously, Jesse Bates, best safety in the league. Bengals, extend the man. They have not been a very turnover-heavy team, though. This is no, We don't see a ton of interceptions out of these guys. I mean, I, I, I mean Logan Wilson had a couple. You know, obviously Jermaine Pratt had one last week. Mike Hilton's had a couple <laughs> gimmies that have been dropped over the season. Uh, Jesse Bates has dropped a couple gimmies. But aside from that, I mean, we're, not, we're no Dallas. We're no Trayvon Diggs picking the ball off twice a game. So turnovers really haven't been our bread and butter this season. And just think about how much better this team could be if we could have two, three takeaways a game. I mean, that's a game changer. I, th- I think that's that's going to be a big part, man. You mentioned, you know, get Tannehill throwing the ball and then get him to tr- trick him into turning the ball over. And now it goes back on the field. It's like, well, shit, this game's too wide open to try to run and I have to throw the ball. And now his confidence in himself is shaking. Uh, it could be huge. We, we, we need come over. I mean, it's never too late. It's better late than never to, to get that ball rolling. I mean, I'd love to see a Mike Hilton pick. I'd love to see a Chidobe pick. Let's get it rolling. So
0: that leads us into let's let's give final thoughts. I, I want to hear from everybody sitting in here. Number one, give me your keys to the game for this coming weekend. Give me your true honest opinion because I I truly do believe and I think the Bengals are gonna win. They're gonna they're gonna win this game. They're gonna win. Whether they go to the Super Bowl, that's a different question. There's still two more games. But I do think the Bengals have what it takes to beat the Titans, uh, and, and and I know I talked to a couple people before. From what I've heard, give or take, I'm hearing that the the stadium is expected to be 40 to 50 percent Bengals fans. That is a big ass chunk. In Twitter, is Twitter sphere? It, it is what it is. But at the same time, you see groups of 40 people. Yeah, we got 10 people going. Yeah, we got six people going. And eh, we got 10 people going groups and groups and groups of people are going to this game. And I do believe in. in even if you put 100,000, however many people Nissan Stadium can hold, you put them all in in two tones of blue. Even though I look great in blue, this week I hate blue. But you put them all in blue, I do think even then the Bengals still have what it takes. You give it a four hour drive and you give the Cincinnati and the Cincinnati people a playoff win, you Bet your ass, people are going to show up. I know Minnick bought tickets right after the game. This is this is something. It's a four-hour freaking drive. Half of us all go to Nashville to vacation anyway. It, it's another it's another Cincinnati, and I do believe that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to take a W this weekend. Brendan, what do you got for me?
1: Keys to the game: Trey Hendrickson's health. Number one. Number two. Ride the hot hand. If Burrow's on fire, ride Burrow. If Mixon's on fire, ride Mixon. And the third thing is, don't let the moment get too big. Yep. Bengal, like, I got. you like Burrow, keep it cool. I see, got. Bangle, fortunately, I got this team 30, all year. 4,
3: you say. You say. You, fortunately, I think that's been a, a, a cornerstone of this team all year: is not getting too high, not getting too low. I think. I think that's huge. I think that's the you know teams that that truly are successful. They truly believe in that, and then you see it with Burrow after the game. Talking about, you know, yeah, it was expected. You're not going to see some big celebration like after the division because, you know, this is the standard. This is what we expect to do. We're on to the next one. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. you got to ride right in that pocket right there. I think that's what Joe Burr – Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr is perfect at doing.
0: Minnick, what do you got for us? Give us the keys to the game. What do you think the score is going to be? What do you think?
4: So uh, I'm going to agree with uh, Brendan on the fact that uh, Trey Hendrickson's health is of utmost importance because – Like I said earlier in the podcast, I believe Ryan Tannehill was the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL behind Joe Burrow. Uh, So if he can stay healthy and we can provide pressure on the outside with Tannehill, I think maybe we can force a couple of turnovers. Um, I also think on the opposite side that we have to be wary of the fact that Tennessee's defense is one of the best in the league this year. As opposed to last year, um, they're one of the best as, as far as creating turnovers is concerned, like interceptions, fumbles. So we have to be playing mistake free football when we're down there in Nashville. Yes. Um, we have to be throwing the football away when plays aren't there to be had. Um, we have to be, like, if you're Joe Burrow, you have to be taking the sack. If there's not a throw out there and if you can't run out of bounds, you have to just take it and just eat it, let the defense survive to live another day. Um, at the end of the day, like I just, I think it's very possible this could come down to being a Randy Bullock versus Evan McPherson. I literally told
3: Taylor last night, think about the possibility that this game is going into the final seconds and it's either, you know, tie game or close game, whatever it is. And it comes down to Tennessee, you know, it's tie game. All they got to do is get in a field goal range. And you got two seconds left. 31-31. Randy I'm, Bullock from 42 yards for the win.
0: I'm giving it I'm giving it. 30, and he 31, shanks 31, 28.
3: It. And he shanks it.
0: Get the fuck. Get, don't even bring that negative Juju <laughs> Smith, Shuster <laughs> Juju in here. And
3: Randy yeah, right. Bullock shanks it. Bullock.
0: Oh, okay. Tr- I was about to so say. You didn't listen to what I said. was about to say.
3: 31-31, Tennessee drives Randy Bullock okay. kicking a field goal okay. with the game on the line, and shanks he shanks it. it. You had me very
0: worried there for a minute.
3: Not Shooter McPherson. Shooter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think so, it's going to be 31-28. Uh,
4: I think we're going to be all right. I think, I think I'm think i seeing like 34-20, 34-21. That's my personal expectation. Um I so like I said, one of my keys was that we're not gonna commit unnecessary turnovers, but Burrow has not thrown an interception since December twelfth. Um so we're in good shape. That is one, two, three, four, five games since he has thrown an interception. Yep. So so it's, it's as former NFL players say, as long it's, it's about how you end the regular season when you go into the playoffs. It's not about how you did during the totality of the regular season. So if we can keep this up, we can keep playing heads-up football, mistake-free football, I think we got this in the bag. I think we win we at the QB matchup, and I think that's what's most important at the playoffs because other than Ryan Tannehill, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the weakest link at quarterback.
3: Personally, I think the biggest key to victory that hasn't been mentioned yet, historically, the Bengals have a one thousand perfect 1,000 winning percentage in playoff games when Jonathan India is in attendance. So I think that's a big key. We need him to take the trip to Tennessee. Shout out Jonathan hey, India wait. man Matthew and I both actually got to we meet him that night at Jeff Ruby's.
2: Some days till Matthew, spring training. Matthew and I
3: actually got a chance to meet Jonathan India uh, at Jeff Ruby's after the game Saturday. Shout out him, hell of a guy. I'm sure everyone's seeing the video going around on social media of him uh, with the fan at at Bengal Gyms. Awesome fucking dude. So far we're one to zero with him at playoff games. I can't say there's not a trend there, so we'll see if he maybe maybe makes the trip shows 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 his neighbors down by the river some love.
0: So Dave, 40 Dave, days. give me your thoughts. Playoff playoff keys to keys to victory. What do you think the score is going to be tied off first. Uh,
5: first off, I'll I'll start with that. I'll start with my score. I think it's going to be 34-20. I think the Bengals are going to actually we're going to run the ball this week. Uh, I honestly think that we're going to get Mixon just running through that line because it's not what they're going to be expecting, honestly. I think they're going to try to double out. I think they're going to try to double cover uh, Higgins and, and, of course, uh, that other guy over there, number one. Uh, and, uh, and But I think Boyd is going to have a touchdown as well. Um, I think that uh, Uzama is going to step up big down the middle. But I think it all really starts with Mixon coming up between the tackles, pounding the ball, pounding it. We're going to make first downs. Like We're going to run the ball like twice on first and second down, and then we'll be at third and second, third. And then that's when we're going to all of a sudden it's play action, chase, <laughs> touchdown on the sideline. Um, I think that's really where it's going to go. And I think as far as defense goes, I really think that we're going to be able to pressure Tannehill. I don't think that Tannehill is not going to know what hit him with this defense. And I think Henry coming off the bench, being out for, what, 10, 12 weeks, however it's long, he's not going gonna to be a little bit rusty, a little bit. He's not going to be quite up to game speed. And I think we, we're going to be able to, Take him down, no problem. I have uh, full confidence in our uh, – uh, even our patched-up line, uh, uh, defensive line. Uh, I have full cons- confidence in this team all the way. Like, I-, I don't know, man. This team is looking like an AFC championship-type team right now. Mm-hmm. I-, I really see. I like so it. If you, it's around, if you look around, if you look around I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's a team that has the swagger – the want, the will, and everything that, that the Bengals have right now. I think that Joey Burrow Joey Burr Joey Burr he's, he's got a chip on his shoulder. It's not even a chip, dude. It's not even a chip. This is how he is. This is he is the man. Like he is our he is our Elvis. He is our, you know, he's, like, he is our dude. Like, this motherfucker walks around like, no, 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 this is how it's supposed to be. (laughs) Like, it's not a chip. He, he, this is how he lives his life through and through, how he's always lived his life. And this is what he expects out of himself. This is what he expects out of our team. And this is what he expects out of our city. And his, uh, our team and our city has rallied around him like we are all for this motherfucker yep Uh yeah absolutely
0: right i
4: I like i like the joe mixon key to victory on that because i mean it's the guy who had the third most rushing yards in the entire nfl season this year with uh 1205 yards you know we we expect him to be a bigger factor with the uh oakland raiders but Unfortunately I feel like that was kinda negated because that was the reason we actually won the first game against them this season. So we had to game plan for them differently. And I, I I gotta agree with Dave here. I'm I'm almost salty. I didn't pick or I didn't think of that point, but I
0: think Joe Mixon is a solid choice. Joe Mixon's key. John, keys to the game. What do you think his score is gonna be? What give me your thoughts.
2: to Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) 35-17. Why? Uh, I mean, I'll keep it simple. I mean, I mentioned it earlier when when we first started. If they get touchdowns instead of field goals, if they don't get stupid penalties, and they keep Burrow upright, I think that they'll score twice as many points as as Tennessee. Joe Burrow is a dog. He's a dog. I mean, he's a mix of – Brady and Joe Montana oh. he knows he's good Woo. he expects to win his he has confidence in his players they have confidence in him I think he makes his his, his teammates better you know you just that, that that confidence you know what I'm saying and then I think he's an underrated athlete you know he was an all-state point guard in addition to yes. being Mr. Football in Ohio when he was a senior like you, you see him you know escape the pocket and make people miss and does he look like Michael Vick no but in no, the Really, nobody does, but somehow, like even on that that touchdown with the no whistle, um, I mean, like <laughs> Whistlegate. Like, how did he get out of that? But he does that all the time. He does that all the time, and I'm telling you, I mean, I think they'll win. I think they can win, and I expect them to win. I love it. I love it,
3: Tyler. What do you got? Keys to victory. What's your what's your final score? What do you think? Uh, the final score. I don't think I mentioned before. I like John's 34-17. That's I'm not going to peg it quite that close. I am going to say high scoring, though. I'm going to say 38. Damn. Does 38 make sense? Yeah, 38. 38 38 makes sense. Yeah, yeah, 38. It's a lot. I'm going to say 38. I love it. 38-28. Ooh, okay. I'm going to say Burrow, 450. (laughs) Four TDs, no picks. God, he's going big.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, big ball burrow.
3: I, I think Mixon gets one in on the ground. But it is. I think Chase gets two. I think Chase gets two in the air. I think Uzama gets him another one because
0: I think Uzama hundred percent. But it is closer than
4: John's prediction because John just predicted thirty-five to seventeen. That's like an eighteen-point deficit on the Titans' part, and you're you're predicting a ten-point deficit.
3: Right, so I said I don't think I'm going to go quite as f- quite as big of a deficit as John did. I'm saying. Oh, okay,
4: heard. I thought you meant. Vic no, I'm market. saying
3: no. I'm saying I'm not expecting quite the blowout that John is. I'm saying I'm saying thirty-eight twenty-eight. I think I as, as I said, Burrow 450, four fifty-four TDs, no no turnovers. I think two go to Chase. I think one to Uzama. I think one to our boy T. Higgins, who didn't get too much love last week. But I think that's the cool thing about this team, though, man, every one of those guys is going out there. They're not ball hogs. They're not all about me. It's it's ball hog. It's what what does the team need. So Higgins last week, I mean, didn't really – I mean, I don't think he got a single uh, target until the third, fourth quarter.
1: He dropped that one in the end zone.
3: Right, but even still, like, he just—he wasn't he, really getting the ball. It's going to happen. He was injured, I think. It's going to happen. So I, 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 think, I, I think Higgins gets back into stride. I think he catches one. I think Chase catches two. I think Uzama gets him one from inside the five. And I think we get a Joe Mixon touchdown. But I'm, I'm thinking a Joe Mixon touchdown from, like, 50 out. I'm thinking that dude beats everybody.
0: So okay, you, so you, okay. Uh, he's
3: due, he's due for a break because he's shown flashes lately, man. Where he gets away and he gets a hole and he's a couple steps away from really tearing one off. I I, I think this is the week. I think he. Okay. I think he just turns on the burners and just makes that secondary his bitch. I think he's just gone right, on the bef- sideline.
1: Real quick, everybody say we all got the Bengals winning. Who are we playing? I. I mean, I I think think we're playing
3: the Bills. The Bills. I think we're playing the Bills. If they play anything like they played against New England. I think
1: think it's honestly. Hold on. Hold on. Before,
3: absolute offensive perfection until the final drive where they took a knee. They scored a touchdown every time they had the ball. No field goals, no punts. no turn. I don't think you realize out. how hard that is to do in today's NFL. The football I can't gods wait to go to Buffalo. want
1: to see Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, so that's what I'm going with. The two hottest young I think, quarterbacks I think, in the NFL.
0: I think the football gods want to see Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers. That's I think Super that's Bowl. what the
1: I'm, football talking nah. I'm talking about I AFC sa- Championship. No. Uh, I'm talking about AFC Championship. I said this a year ago. Oh, Tom Allen. Brady's
3: gonna finally hang him up after Burrow beats him in the Super Bowl. I think that I was thinking another year out from now. Uh, I want, I I'm want. thinking Bengals Tampa Bay, Burrow comes in, wipes the floor Whoa. with y'all so-called goat. The and Brady goat. announces that night, you know what? I'm done. I'm passing the, the torch. New, I'm out of here. New
1: goat takes oh takes down the Brady. New
0: GOAT. I'm going my final score for the game, I think it's gonna be a lot closer than 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 everybody here thinks. I'm going 31-28. I I think it's going to be. I don't know if I can take another one of those. I think I think it's going to be a heartbreaker. I think the cardiac cats are going to come in in fashion. I think they're going to do what the Bengals do best, and 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 I think the Bengals are going to do great. Gr- they're going to drive it, mix and drive it in the first half. They're going to drive it in the first, the third quarter, and I think we may slow down in the fourth quarter per usual. And, and I think we're going to allow the Titans to come back. But I think ultimately the Bengals are going to come back and win. We have a stronger team. We have a, 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 better, a better team, a more explosive offense. And I think overall we have the keys to the victory.
5: Totally agree with keys to the victory on that one. However, looking forward, if we win this, who do we want to see in the, in the AFC championship? I'd rather see Kansas City, see Kansas City but I think two. we're going to see Buffalo. Actually, I think Kansas City is going to beat Buffalo because, okay, yes, they just came – dude, Josh Allen just came off a career game. Like, that team was just yep. so ahead of itself. Like, they're not – it's not going to be a back-to-back kind of situation here. I really I think, don't think that Kansas City gonna, beats Buffalo. Did, did I really you, think did that you just say you would rather,
4: so. rather see Kansas City? Than I'd Buffalo? rather
3: play I would rather play Kansas City and than, I think than think Buffalo. I would rather play, play K C no. in K C Here's thing I don't think Kansas City beats Buffalo, especially after the way Buffalo played last week. Nope. I don't know if you guys saw the news today, Kansas City's best linebacker Willie Gay was arrested last night. Yeah yeah I, yeah,
5: I did see that what an for answer. an yep.
3: altercation with his with his baby mom in which he broke her vacuum cleaner. He her, he Hopefully
0: her. it wasn't a Dyson. Those are expensive.
3: Um, no, probably not because he was charged with uh, destruction of property under $1,000.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so I'm sure he'll be good to play by next week. But uh, if he's in jail for whatever uh, reason, that's going to be even harder on Kansas I would rather
4: play. So le- I would rather, as a Bengals fan, travel to Kansas City because oh, I want, fuck I want the to cold. Go to Buffalo. Fuck the cold. I want to go to Buffalo. Not that's really why I was so happy. We got to go to, go to Tennessee. Tennessee. Kansas
3: City's cold too, buddy. Yeah.
0: Bring Tennessee me, bring bad. me to Buffalo. Tennessee?
3: Tennessee? Not like Buffalo. Buffalo.
0: Yes, Not like Buffalo.
4: Yes, it is. So, the reason I would rather play Buffalo is Notre Davius White. He's out for the season. We have three stud wide receivers. I trust our wide receivers to take advantage of that defense through and through. And I think we can find ways to frustrate the Bills' offense um, we we got a couple of the best corners in the league as far as zone coverage goes with Eli Apple and Ch- Chidobe Awujie. Yeah. Um, their rushing attack is not really something that's going to be feared. Right. Like Devin Singletary, yeah, right. are you kidding me? Hey. And Josh Allen is one of your best one of your best rushers. Yeah, I'm not afraid of you. I would rather face you than what I saw on tape. When There's I watched Jarek McKinnon running for KC man, in the playoffs, Lake man, effect. he looked good. I would not want to see that in the postseason. I didn't even Lake realize he was a chief.
3: Speaking of not knowing somebody was on a day. team, am I the only one that didn't? I was. We were obviously all at this game. Or I did not know Russell Wilson was from Cincinnati. No, I knew. I, I knew that. that. I didn't realize until Sunday when I went back and rewatched the telecast the of the Bengals Raiders game. Who the fuck knew Deshaun Jackson's playing for Las Vegas? What? and w- was playing in that game. Halfway through the fantasy season, yes, I knew Deshaun this. Deshaun Jackson played again. We watched Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson play. I didn't even know. I had no uh, idea. I knew this. That was news to me. This
4: is why I was second in fantasy this year. I knew this halfway through the season, Big Deshaun Cheese.
1: Jackson had a horrible year. Dude. Yeah, he didn't do anything. He's too old. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. You, you got to wonder, though, if Deshaun Jackson had continuity and if he would have been with the Rams the whole time, what he would have looked like at the tail end of the season. And same same as to be said on the opposite side of the coin. If he had started with the Raiders at the start of the season. Old,
1: still- uh. Who day, everybody! Who day! Let's go! I got it, Who day? everybody
0: here. Thank you so much for coming. Special guest John. Special guest Dave. We've got the entire VOTJ crew here in the house tonight, guys. This has been something special. We got the Colonel Taylor for Zach Taylor. This has been something special. This will be something special. This is a special team. All right. This one's for, for a prayer for a takeaway. Hude Owoushie! Hude. All right, guys. Hude. thank you for listening, and God bless Clark Harris.